Toulouse, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Thibodeau Regional Health System was recently named one of the nation's 50 top cardiovascular hospitals by IBM Watson Health. This award for delivering the best quality and most cost-effective heart and vascular care is important. Why? Because high-quality heart care close to home is not only convenient, it's life-saving. When it comes to matters of the heart, choose the experts at Thibodeau Regional. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. New Orleans Pelicans basketball is on the air. Pump fake. Bounce feed to Jonas. Up top, B.I. Straight away three. Bucket! Bucket! Rumble, young man! Ball game! Hi, this is Todd Graffinini. Join Daniel Salerson and me as the Pelicans take on the Los Angeles Lakers. Sunday at 9 p.m. on ESPN 100.3 New Orleans. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. It is. Hour number three. There he is, Willie Green leading off the NBA today. Look at him. There he is. I wish I could hear what he's actually saying. It's probably about Zion. We'll see. Windhorse, Perkins, other analysts. Oh, there it is. Pelicans 23 and 36 this season. 12th in the West. I've lost four of the last five games. Can only imagine what they're talking about here. It's probably, of course, what's going to happen with Zion. Mark, thank you for holding on through the top of the hour break, sir. What do you got? Hey, bud. Um, you know, I, this is all self-induced by both Zion's team and by the Pelicans. Okay, you know I know we I know I've said it a couple of times. You said it. Everybody else has said it. Just keep it thrown out there. If the dude would just sit on the court next, even you know, in a shirt that just says "I love Bi." Okay, I mean I don't care, right? But just be a part of the team. Every game, every practice. If he's in the facility, working out, rehabbing in the facility and not going all the way out to, you know, Portland or, you know, Hank, I don't, I don't know. Where's he going next? Beirut? I don't know. But let the, you know, be part of the team. He's supposed to be a franchise player. And I don't even know if he knows what franchise pays him a check because he's never here. You know, every, every guy that's ever been injured and it's, Every athlete has always been injured. There's not an athlete around that has not gone through injury. But name an athlete that's been injured that's completely abandoned his team like this. So, no, I hear you. I mean, Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras, dude. It's, it's, 
you know, we make fun of everything. Okay, the only thing they won't make fun of is you know Joe Biden being a pedophile. Okay, I mean, but so what? It's a float. No telling what you're going to see at the truck, you know, at the truck parades on Mardi Gras Day. Uh, you know, because everybody makes fun of everything. I don't care about that stuff. But so what you're I not, care you're, about. Okay, go ahead. No, no, I just, I just care about the fact that, you know, we all sat around that first game. I, I can't. My wife and I, my wife doesn't even, she doesn't even, I had to remind her that, the, that you know, that New Orleans had a basketball team. But when, when they said Zion was playing, man, she wanted, we had everything set. Popcorn, beers, chips and salsa. The whole thing, just to sit there and watch those those games that he was playing because he was that he's that exciting. He is that he is so freaking talented as as a basketball player. I just wish he would take that talent and be a teammate. That's what that's Mark's dream world is Zion being as talented off the court as he is on the court when he is just contributing and being who he is. Mark, appreciate the phone call, man. Yep. Thank you so much. Hey, hey, bud. I hope you have a great day and a you happy too. Mardi Gras to you, man. Be yeah, safe. happy Mardi Gras to you as well. All appreciate right. it. All right, bye. So I, I finally got to go on closed caption here, and um, certainly going through, down the line through the analyst, and uh, now that Kendrick Perkins just said the, the real, real as he said, as he calls it, is the Pelicans should relocate. Oh, jeez. Thank you. Brian Windhorst just said that earlier this year, Gail Benson says she's donating the teams to the city of New Orleans and not going anywhere. So thank you, Brian, for telling Kendrick to stop this nonsense. There, there was somebody today on Twitter, Dieter, who's um sitting here saying that, you know, they should go to Seattle. They should move somewhere else. That This is the issue and that's the problem. You know how I feel about this. Like, you want to get my blood boiling on this? That bothers me. Like, do A, homework. B, the whole, well, she's going to sell it. Who sells a billion dollar anything? You know why rich people are rich? There's many reasons. But you know why? The main reason. They, they they, They know how to handle, keep, or make more money. Rich people aren't ever satisfied. No, nobody is. Money will never be enough. I've always said this. When it came to paying college students or what, you know, it, it's never, never enough. Regardless, if my organization is worth a billion dollars now, I paid three and some change, hundred million. So I've tripled, tripled the value and we're not winning. Why am I selling it? Tell me the reason I'm selling it. Because we haven't won? Because we can't make three people happy? Yeah, I guess I mean, you know what? Chris didn't have anything. So I didn't make AD happy. And Zion's unhappy. Allegedly. Yep. Sell it all, baby. Pack it up. Can't get butts in seats. Well, I ain't won anything. Ain't won anything. Kendrick's sitting there saying, you know what? When Zion plays a box office man, it was still empty. Okay, the Saints are, as he mentioned, big brother, and they'll be little brother, they'll always be little brother. Will they, Kendrick? I don't know about that. 
I've said this before, Zion, when he was drafted, has an opportunity to be big or bigger than Drew Brees. I said that about AD. and got killed. I'm like, no, you don't understand what I'm saying. The game is more global. Not that they're one and the same, but wrestling was an analogy I used. Okay, Wrestlers in the WWE can go all around the world, different cities. They go there to see that person. Tom Brady is loved in New England and Tampa as he loved here. Drew Brees is adored and loved here as he loved in Atlanta. As he loved in LA. As he loved in Indy. NBA players have a unique ability. People go here to watch LeBron play. They go here to watch Ja play. They go here to watch other NBA stars play. They have an opportunity to be bigger and grow. The NBA, sell out here 16-17, sell out in a dome of 70. If they won and they had somebody yeah. remarkable, somebody to do that, they, they, they could make a lot of money. They would get butts in the seats. When this team was one win away from the Western Conference Finals, you couldn't get a seat. When Chris Paul and them were one way a win from the Western Conference Finals, and he lost the MVP by some votes to Kobe. I was there. Those playoffs were sold out. Is it, is it Ken or Tim? What's up, buddy? Hey, man. What's that, man? Look here. Uh, when the... When... When when LeBron went to Miami to play for Pat uh, Pat Riley, LeBron got there after a year to getting get things really together. He wanted he wanted to coach five. Pat Riley said, "We don't do that. I run this." You know what I'm saying? This is what happens when you have a when you have strong leadership. I mean. They started out wrong when they allowed him to go to Portland or wherever to rehab. You don't do that. Do you have children? Yeah, I do. I have a five-year-old. Okay, well, I tell you what. When your son gets your five-year-old girl or boy, when he gets 15 years old, you still have you got to have control over your children. You don't let them just do what they want. Man, uh What's his name? Zion has made a complete, uh, can I say ASS? Mm-hmm. But there's an AS out of this organization. Well, Griffith more than anything else. But, yeah, the organization, too, because Griff allowed it, and then ownership just gave him the okay. So it was it, it's dysfunctional. Miss Benson is a beautiful lady. She really is. And... I thought he had the the business wherewithal to to run the Pelicans as well as the Saints, but it appears that she doesn't have it. If she's allowing Griff to do this, it's just absurd. The well, guy does not want to play. Well, look, th- th- this he is why. Well, well, look, but but here's the thing, and th- that's what I need to know. What you just said, you know, you just said he doesn't want to play here. Well, that's what I need to know, which is why I started the, the week. By saying enough for this, right? This is why I said Monday, Wednesday, which obviously today was their day of practice. Like they, mm-hmm. I, his butt should have been in Miss Benson's office yes. with David Griffin and no one else. Yes. Door closed. Yes. That's it. Not yes. for anybody to know, but those three individuals. I have a jet. I don't care where the heck he is in this country. He should have been mm-hmm. in that building in front of the owner and have her ask both of these individuals what the bleep is going on. 
What, what is wrong with Guess you? What? Yeah. Not, not your family, yep. not your dad, not your agent. No, I don't want to hear you, from your mom or your dad. Exactly right. Tell me, as a person, what, how do you feel? Do you want to be or not? And then I'll get to you, David. Exactly. Don't say nothing right now. Griff, keep keep shut. It, you know, like everybody say their own piece. And then you, David Griffin, look at him. And how do you feel? Don't be scared. Tell him how do you feel. <laughs> what should happen? He's afraid I mean, of it. No, I mean, I, I'm just saying. Let me tell you what. At the end of the day, the person that cuts all the checks needs to get involved. I don't see how Miss Vincent can allow that. If I'm right, if I'm if I'm paying somebody to oh. work for me, you're gonna jump when I say jump. Well, like I said, if you're just gonna jump when I say jump, then you get you, to get you, to step it. You know, it's simple you, as that. You know when it's gonna start getting to where everyone else now starts getting involved when you got clowns like Kendrick Perkins saying nonsense like he just said on national TV. It's time for the Pelicans to relocate. She's sitting there going, "Nobody taking my business well, anywhere." The reason <laughs> why she's saying that is because right. we look stupid. I know, but I hear you. But it's still an illogical thought process, right? It's still an illogical thing, like to think that because. <laughs> You can't make this guy happy. You you made one of the best moves at the trade deadline. You got one of the nice young, you know, aspiring looking, um, you know, head coaches in the league that's gotten the respect of his team. The city's actually trying to support these guys that are playing well. Brandon Ingram is happy. I mean, no one they, they overlook that though, right? Well, Zion's on well, well, right he'll relocate the franchise. What? Wait, 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 wait. You, you made a mistake. Let me stop you right there. You said they made what type of trade at the deadline? They made a good trade for C.J. McCollum. That's a that was a poor trade. No, come you on, you gave man. up too much. No, you gave up too no. much. For what, at this for point, what let's deal with you? facts. For what C.J. can give you? Yeah, how many? Yeah, C.J. is an excellent basketball player. He's you gave up too much. I didn't say player. he wasn't a good basketball player. Yeah. You gave up. You gave up a lot of repeat. You again, gave up though, a lottery. Okay. You gave up but, but a again, top lottery but, 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 pick. Well, listen to me. Those lottery picks are not ready to give you what you need right now. And if you get in, in a pick of a player that you haven't even gotten, how are they going to help you right now or next year? Well, if they have if a competent, I'll tell you why. No, I hear you. But if what you I'm have saying a, is, if, I'm listening. Go ahead. What I'm saying is. And I know what you're saying. If you can scout and you can try the, the NBA, I, I've had this discussion for years with Jordan. And he's finally seen the light. This isn't the NBA. This isn't the NFL. In the NFL, I can draft a player, and he can help me right now, immediately. Saints can go draft a player in the first round, second round, third round, fourth round. Paulson Adebo, starter at corner last year, right? I mean, you can go down and up and down the line. In 2017, you got Kamara. I got, got two words for you. I got two words for you. Okay, go ahead. I got two words for you. And you know what it is? Jaden Ivy. J A D E N Ivy. I V E Y. Okay. You ever heard of him? No, who is he? Read about him. Okay. He's coming up. He He plays for Purdue. He is the second coming of Moran. Okay. Hey, I gotta hit the break because I just saw it's two fifteen. I got to get to uh, Luke Johnson as he just texts me. He's making sure that I'm still coming to him. So let me hit All the right. break. Enjoying your show. Enjoying your show. I love it, man. Let's go back and forth. I love it. It's good stuff. Sports Hangover continues next. Later. Luke Johnson of the Picky Union Advocate uh, next on ESPN New Orleans. Mm-hmm. 
The new year is here at Greg LeBlanc Toyota, and we're celebrating. Check out the fresh new inventory arriving daily, plus great deals now at Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa. Check out the all-new, redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra. Greg LeBlanc Toyota has given top dollar for your trade. We want your trade-in. Or check the inventory online Online at GregLeBlancToyota.com. These super savings won't last long. Greg's got the deals. South Hollywood Road, Homa. Shop now. Delivery trucks rush all over town and sometimes cause king-size accidents. The King Firm has trial attorneys experienced at handling crashes involving delivery trucks. They can help fight for your medical bills, lost wages, and pain and suffering. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the King. If you've been injured in a delivery truck accident, ring the King at 909-KING. For more than two decades, Reed's Metals has been providing metal roofing, steel buildings, and all the accessories for customers to buy direct and save. Reed's Metals specializes in on-job, sight-standing seam in over 20 colors, plus 26 and 29 gauge AZ-50 and AZ-55 Gavalume, backed by a 45-year written paint warranty and a 25-year warranty on acrylic-coated Gavalume. Buy direct and save Reed's Metals, located at 19 East Lincoln Drive, Northeast Brookhaven, or call 601-823-6516, online at reedsmetals.com. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Talker, ain't you? A man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Luke Johnson of the uh, <clears throat> Advocate and Picayune joining us here in a quick second. Troy Aikman, apparently close to leaving Fox Sports for ESPN's Monday Night Football. Several people reporting yesterday. And so a lot of people are kind of wondering, who will take his place? Could Sean Payton take his place? Let's bring in Mr. Luke Johnson, who joins us here. Luke, first off, apologies, man. Um, a lot of people feel a certain way right now about a certain player. We've been talking about that here um, most of the afternoon. How are you today, bud? I'm doing good, man. I'm, it sounds like I'm doing better than you. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting week. At by Luke Johnson is the way to follow you over on Twitter and, of course, the advocate in Picayune. Um, I want to get your take on that. What would you think of when you saw yesterday that Troy Aikman could be getting 17 mil to go on over to do Monday night football? Could open the possibility up for Sean. You think Sean would be ready to, to be the analyst over there on Fox? I, I think I got into the wrong one of work. I think that's what, that's what, that was my first thought. <laughs> right. Um, no, I, I mean, you know, I, I think, uh, like Sean has a lot of qualities that make a lot of sense for people, um, looking for somebody to kind of lead a broadcast. Right, um, he's uh, gregarious. He's funny. Um, he obviously knows a ton about football more than we'll ever um, learn. <laughs> you know, he'll, he'll forget more than we'll ever learn. So, uh, I, I mean, I, I think he's just an obvious choice. Um, he makes a lot of sense in the role. Um, you know, I think ever since um, ever since Tony Romo kind of took the uh, the broadcasting world by storm, everybody's been trying to like kind of recreate that magic. And I think Sean has like a lot of the qualities that, that you, you kind of look for in that, in that spot. Right. 
So uh, it makes a ton of sense to me, and that's why I, I just like I know he said in his press conference when when he re- you know stepped down or stepped away or whatever that he didn't think he was done with coaching, but um, if he's getting paid a, a boatload of money, which I'm sure he will be, right? Um, uh, to to sit in that sort of role, and, and you know, especially if he's in a booth, you know, somebody's going to want him to kind of commit to that for for a little bit. Um, you know, I, I could see him just uh, kind of leaning into a second career because it, it, a, I think he'd be really good at it. B, he'd be very well compensated for it, and C, it's just a lot less stressful than than grinding tape for ninety hours a week. I agree with you so much on that because I, when I look at whether it's studio or booth, out of those two, I I think who Sean is, and you know this by covering him, I think he enjoys the, which is why I I, I was surprised that he that he did walk away right now, and that I, I think he enjoys the challenge. I think he enjoys the environment, and being in the booth, you can still hear, smell. The sounds of a game, the crowd, the window is open. You can still be tied to the game by your meetings with, you know, the players and coaches on Saturdays like they get to have. You can, you know, it's, you can still do a lot of stuff during the week at your place with your wife, you know, looking at film and video. It's probably a private jet. You're not, it's just, it's a lot easier, yet you're still tied to the game. You're going to be calling more than likely a big game with two good teams. And I to me, it just makes a lot of sense. And I don't know if you heard his quote-unquote tryout, right, that Dan Patrick had him on, and he gave him some 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 things to kind of uh, give his opinions on. And I tell you, from the Buffalo-Kansas City take, I, I, when I heard that, I was like, that's it. There it is right there. He's like, well, they're playing the defense wrong. You know, you're giving the middle of the field up, so now with three timeouts, you can do whatever you want. Like, that kind of stuff right there, that's gold listening and watching a game, right? Yeah, I, I mean, that's that's all we, we want. When we're watching football on TV, we want to be entertained, but we also want to be, uh, we, we want to get a better understanding of what we're seeing, right? And I think there's, it, it's not really easy to do. Um, and I, I think Sean would be really, really good at that. Um, so, and, and like, to the point you were making, you know, there's a big difference between just like sitting in a studio somewhere in New York or wherever they go, you know, LA and, and just kind of, talking ball with like a couple of your buddies and actually being there in the environment, um, seeing the game unfold in front of you. Um, yeah, I think there's probably a lot greater draw to doing that sort of thing than, than be a studio role. If, if Sean does end up doing, um, you know, color commentary, I could see him doing that for a while. Whereas if, if he's you know, part of like football night in America or whatever, um, you know, it's, it's something you can see him doing for, for a year and, and getting, you know, drawn back into coaching but I, I think if, if he does the role where he's in a booth it, it makes a lot more sense for me to, to say like okay this could be actually the, the next phase of his career speaking with Luke Johnson covers your New Orleans Saints um, they made some I guess the moves official that we've been reporting on and speaking about for a while but yesterday there it is team website complete with photos and and bios the, the staff changes and moves. Let's start on the offensive side. How have you viewed, I guess, fan reaction to Pete Carmichael being the offensive coordinator? I was felt like at first when Dennis Allen was a favorite, fans would call in and be like, well, yeah, you just give Carmichael the, the headset with the button and call the plays. And then they started interviewing people. And it was like, how did it not go with the enemy and all these guys? How did you view that whole process? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, it, 
people are kind of fickle, I think. <laughs> um, but look, I, I think there's there's an understandable sort of thing when when you bring in a, a new head coach that you just want you just want something new, right? And um, and I, I think that was some of the pushback to to them bringing Pete Carmichael back in that role. It's just like, okay, well, well, Dennis Allen's a head coach now. Let's let's go with something that is not Sean Payton and something that is absolutely brand new. But I think there's when you have a defensive-minded head coach, um, I just think it makes so much sense to have someone with a ton of experience, you know, somebody who you know what you're going to get from Pete Carmichael, right? Even though he doesn't have like a ton of experience as a play caller, obviously, you know, he hasn't really done it on a consistent basis since 2016. Um, every time he's he's been given the reins of the offense, I mean, you look at it like 2011 number one in the NFL, set an NFL record. 2012, um, we called plays the entire season. I think they were number two offense in the NFL that year. And then 2016, I think they were number two, and he called the offense for the first 10 games of that year, too. He's not an idiot, you know? Um, and just because it is probably going to look very similar, if not identical, to what we have seen in the last 15 years of Sean Payton as head coach, I, I don't think that's a problem. <laughs> like, I, I think that's... A, that If you would have just remove the uh, remove the names from it and, and remove Sean Payton from it and just said, hey, they're hiring a guy who's been an offensive coordinator since 2009. Right. Um, and, you know, he hasn't been the play caller, but he's been around an offense that has been you know, top five in the NFL nine times in the last 15 years. I think he'd be like, okay, yeah, absolutely bring that guy aboard. So, I, I mean, I, I get the uh, the desire to, to bring some new blood in there, some new ideas and all that, but uh, I think you could do a whole whole lot worse than Pete Carmichael. I, I look at it too, Luke. Speaking of Luke Johnson, covers the Saints for the Pick Unity Advocate, is it, it, I, it's a, it's a make-sense type of move, right? It's the same thing with the defense, why you went with Allen. When you, I just look at the Saints roster, you, you literally look at all the reasons that did not help you becoming a playoff team. And, and the odds are that can't happen again, right? Losing your starting center the first drive of the season. Losing your starting quarterback. Losing your kicker. Losing coaching staff. Losing players. Having to play Ian Book. You know? I mean, it's like when you look at everything and they still almost made the postseason, it ju- it doesn't make sense to just bring in and, and wipe the board clean with the offense or defensive philosophy. It doesn't. And when you look at the co-defensive coordinator situation here, we had Ross Jackson on earlier in the week, and I thought he brought up a good point. He's like, you know what, Nielsen, you um you you do the run game, and Chris Richard, you do the passing game, coordinated game plan, and then I'll call the plays. Dennis Alley, we see that on offense all the time, right? Passing game coordinators, run game coordinators. Nobody seems to have a problem with that. I think that makes sense if that's the route they go. Yeah, I mean, you know. I- I, I get the like again with the, the co-defensive coordinator thing. I get the pushback with that too. You know, we're we're just at first glance, you're like, okay, how many cooks are they going to have in the kitchen? But everybody understands that Dennis Allen's going to be calling the defensive plays for this team, and he's going to be taking on that huge burden. And really, the the coordinator role um, is at this point just kind of a, a glorified title. And if you're going to be handing that out to keep people happy, I, I don't care if they have six defensive coordinators. You know. Um, I mean, those guys are still going to be doing their jobs uh, that they have clearly been performing at a high level in the, in those positions. Um, and yeah, you, you attack on some some extra responsibilities in the game plan. Like, okay, Ryan Nielsen, like, you know, you are going to be responsible for making sure we have another top five run defense this year. 
you know, and and you're going to be coaching those guys up on the defensive line, but you're also going to be working a lot more. You can be a lot more involved in the, the scheme aspects of things. Right. Um, you know, it, it it makes sense to me. Um, you know, I, I think the the whole you know handing out roles to satisfy egos. I, that's, there's probably a lot of that involved, and I, you know, it's, I think that's just whatever. But if that's what it takes to keep uh, two talented coaches on your staff, then you do it. It's not like it's not like the play calling sheet is going to be ripped out of Dennis Allen's hands anytime soon. Right. Um, quickly here, got about two minutes. I just want to kind of quickly go around the block here. We also spoke this week about Teron Armstead and Marcus Williams. Seems to be the two biggest names going into free agency. With the, I would assume would be the offers offered to both. And with Marcus Williams' Instagram post about the countdown of free agency. Do you see both back? One back? Neither back? Uh, I think right now I'm kind of, my gut is telling me that there's going to be one back. And in that case, it would be Marcus Williams. I'd be surprised to see Teron Armstead back. Um, just because, look, I, I know people complain about um, how much time he's missed, but when that guy's on the field, he's he's one of the best players in the NFL at one of the most critical positions. Um, that guy's going to get paid. Uh, Trent Williams had a very similar resume uh, a, a year ago, right, where he missed an entire year um, and, and it's several seasons where he missed two, four, five games, and he's making like $23 million a year. Right, like Teron Armstead's going to get paid, and I just don't see, I just don't see the avenue where the Saints are committing forty million dollars a year to their two starting tackles. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him go. And, and with that, that's going to cost thirteen million dollars against the salary cap this year for the Saints because of the, the way they structured his contract um, and dead money. And I, I would like Marcus Williams. I think they could probably get him at a much lower rate. I, it, Free safety. I, I don't know it off the top of my head, but I, probably the top of the market's like fifteen right. million dollars. So yeah, that's a, a substantial difference, and he's so important to what Dennis Allen does yeah. defensively. Just having a guy with that much range in, in the deep secondary. So I, I, I would be surprised if they don't make a run at Marcus Williams and, and pay him according to what he's worth. Um, but you know, I could also see a world in which neither of those two guys come back. That, that just depending on the market. Already not only a handful of GMs out there, but draft experts, Luke, and Saints fans, and even in the media as well. It's interesting to kind of just see as the weeks go on, right? Todd McShay saying, hey, the O-line's deep. The wide receiver group is is deep. He and um, Mel Kuyper have the Saints going quarterback. One has Pickett, one has Corral. Do you think we're going to get an idea here, obviously, once free agency starts here, March 14th through 16th? I think you're going to see the Saints – Side Jameis Winston. What do you think? Um, I don't know on that yet. I, I think they, there's still got to be some dominoes that fall and the um, the veteran quarterback trade market before I'm just like totally convinced that's going to happen. I, I think that would be the preferred route for the Saints because um, I think they they see an opportunity with with the division being weaker this year with uh, a very talented roster in place. If, if they could get if they if they could pry like an elite level quarterback away from somebody, which you know maybe there aren't any out there, but let's just say it's an option. I sure. think they will exhaust all of their resources trying to do that because if they if you plug Aaron Rodgers into this team right now, uh, they are immediately a Super Bowl favorite. Immediately. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I think yeah, I think James, I think Jameis Winston would be like a really smart option for them if the, the elite level guy isn't available, but if there is one there, 
I mean, immediately that, that roster, as it's currently set up, is like, yes, that, that roster can go win a Super Bowl right now. Yeah. I guess I got him third behind Rodgers and Wilson. Does that make sense? Like, if those two were there, yeah, of course, that makes a ton of sense. You still got to give up a lot, though, right? Some draft yeah, picks, yeah. And I, and I'd, money. I'd rather have James, I'd rather have James than, than putting up uh, you know, draft capital and, and $25 million a year for exactly. uh, you know, Jimmy G or, or something like that. Oh, yeah, Jimmy I, I think. <laughs> You know, you know what I'm saying though. It's it's like yeah. Once you get beyond those elite level quarterbacks, right? Um, yeah, I, I think Jameis is absolutely the guy. Um, and I, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me to see him sign early if if like Seattle or Green Bay is like, uh, no way in hell are we trading? Are, are we trading a star quarterback and especially one to a, a conference team? You know, Green Bay is like even if they trade Aaron Rodgers, they they've got a team that they think can, can win, right? They're definitely not going to trade him within the conference if they don't want to trade them. That's uh, just kind of the way I view it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. Appreciate the time this afternoon, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, my pleasure, Gus. Talk to you yep. soon. Mr. Luke Johnson, go give him a follow at by Luke Johnson. It's the way to follow him over on Twitter. Covers your New Orleans Saints for the Picky Unit Advocate. Final 27 minutes or so of the show is open to you. Phone lines, 800-998-1003 or tweet at us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Still trying to get over Kendrick Person saying, go ahead and Relocate the franchise just because Zion and the Pels don't get along. Jason. Sport Takeover continues next. I think it's being New Orleans. Thibodeau Regional, we're proud to announce we've received HealthGrade's 2017 Outstanding Patient Experience and Patient Safety Excellence Awards. What's more, we're the only hospital in Louisiana to achieve both awards four years in a row. Why should this matter? Because it confirms two things, our commitment to quality and your satisfaction, both very important when it comes to your family's health care. Thibodeau Regional, once again recognized by Health Grades for providing outstanding quality care. For more info, go to Thibodeau.com. When we walk, when we reach, when we play, we're moving through life. But an estimated 80% of Americans aren't getting their recommended daily amount of physical activity. It's time to move and keep moving, America. And when you need help, physical therapists and physical therapist assistants are by your side. Because even in a pandemic, we are meant to climb, to dance, to soar, to thrive. Choose to move. Choose physical therapy. Visit ChoosePT.com. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Kyrie is a master at what he does. Kyrie's walking around wearing a green jacket, working out with high school teams and college basketball teams and NBA teams. Like, he is that special, special of a talent. And when you think about what he adds to the Brooklyn Nets, that is such an extra pop for a team that, scoring-wise, is one of the most gifted teams there is in the NBA. G.J. and Max. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. 
The man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. And I shouldn't let it get to me. I really shouldn't. 800-998-1003. At least Brian Windhorst. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Wendy. At least after Kendrick Perkins said, Pelicans should relocate to Seattle because of the Zion stuff. At least Windhorst did bring up that um that Gail Benson is going to donate leave the Saints and Pels to the city of New Orleans. That's kind of somewhat accurate, not really. Essentially she said when she talked about her succession plan that to buy both organizations you had to say you were staying. So that's that. And on, 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 on the, hey, let's relocate. Hey, let's sell the franchise because you're not winning or because a player isn't unhappy or it's not going the way you'd like it to be is beyond, it's just idiotic. It's just not a, it's not a smart thought. It just really isn't. It just really isn't. With the additional comments of, well, even when he was healthy and he did play, the, the, the arena was empty. Well, they weren't winning, A. Okay? that That's A. And Kendrick, I know it's easy to sit from your spot, but it's not exactly, and I know, Jimmy, you can call and tell me, you know, there's $6 tickets. They're not all six, and it still costs you everything. Concessions, the word, I mean, it, you're asking. Okay? You're asking, and I understand. I get it. Well, other cities, I, I understand. There's a lot of stuff going on right now in the world. So I'm not saying fans aren't going to shell out money and won't and can't support it and will. And it's no guarantee that the Saints are going to be 10-1 to 1 coverage-wise, 10-1 to 1 popular. If the Pels were winning and Zion was in his third year and he looked more like Ja than a caricature on a on a float and the saints that just lost their coach. They don't know who their quarterback is and all that other stuff. I mean, there's people, there'd be people paying attention to the Pels. I'm just telling you there's people paying attention to them now. And again, the two markets have sellouts and, and you know, all the glitz and glamor, they're disasters. You tell me what the direction the Lakers are right now. They don't know. LeBron's trying to threaten to go, if you listen to the sound that Wendy had yesterday, he's unhappy with Rob Polinka, the team's GM. They didn't make any moves at the All-Star break. You know why, LeBron? Nobody wants your guys. The one move that you want to make is Russell Westbrook. Who's trading for him? You've done nothing but bash the guy. He looks terrible there. Not a fit. You brought him there. I mean, did we forget the photos in September? Training camp, arm in arm, watch out. Did, did you forget the the statement you said over and over again? You put it on Instagram. I don't know if you deleted it or not. Travis, you're coming in tomorrow to host a show with Jordan General D. Please pull up that Instagram. Remember, he's taking receipts because everybody was calling them old and that that lineup doesn't go together. It's the last time you heard from Carmelo. Everyone's ripping Russ. When's Carmelo winning games? 
But that's the LeBron way. And I got already text LeBron hater. I'm just telling you. I mean, it's who's he making better? Who does he ever make better? He didn't want to play with the young guys. That's why they traded him to the Pelicans. See ya, Ball. See ya, Ingram. See ya, everybody. Had issues with Love and Kyrie. I'm just telling, like, who around him is better? Who does he, who, who's his Pippin? Like, we always compare Jordan and LeBron. Who's his Pippin? Like, Jordan helped, like, Pippin was good. Pippin had a lot of really good quality stuff. Made him a Hall of Famer. Or at least helped him become a Hall of Famer. He also helped the other guys excel in their roles. Rebounder, three-point shooter, bring the ball up the court, defensive guy, like, he helped that. Held them accountable to it. That's how he worked with those guys. He either slug you at practice like Kobe or in Michael. I mean, I'm just saying, who, who is it? The LeBron way is come in, be star caliber level talent. When we win, it is me, by the way. I've got to find that bite from Keyshawn Johnson referring to AD not being a guy you can win a championship with or help you win one even though he had, quote, a role in LeBron's last championship. That last one's LeBron's last championship. Here's the thing. In L.A., look up. That that one banner, it's a dot. Over 20 banners in those ceilings. Le- LeBron, LeBron's a dot, a speck in that history. That's, what I, that's why I said, going out to L.A., what is your legacy? You better plan on being there for a while, and you better win a couple. Because if not, you're, you're not passing Kobe. You're not passing... All of those names and all of those greats whose jerseys and names are hanging in those rafters in those banners. That's the thing. And I just, I, I just, I look at it and it's just crazy to me. So, so where is it all going to go? But no one ever says, you know, move that franchise, relocate this and do that. It's just silly to me. Well, the Pels haven't won. Zion's not happy. Relocated. That is just, that's silly. Why am I relocating the franchise because that guy's not happy? Then trade him. You got a coach that has a good team or a team that wants to play hard for him. Well, we didn't make the right moves, right? Draft picks. Okay. Fire him. Hire somebody that does do the good job. In case you hadn't noticed in the 50-plus years the Saints existed, way more bad GMs and head coaches than good. Way more. And also, Kendrick, you also had seasons where I promise you, you couldn't give away. I mean, because that's what he literally said on the show. They're giving away tickets to the Pelicans. Yeah, guess what? The Saints don't win, they'll give away tickets as well. That whole season ticket waiting list, that didn't start happening until the Saints started winning. And winning big. Reggie Bush. And that was the hope of Zion. He shows up, season tickets. That that was the hope. Remember? No one drew. 2006 was the first year the Saints had their first sold-out season, season ticket-wise. First, 2006. It's a franchise that started way before I was born. And even in the Breeze and Peyton era, there were some lean years when there were 7-9, and I guarantee you people left in the third quarter. The Dome was not full in the third and fourth quarter when they were losing. Recently, winning helps, winning solves things, winning's a key. D, what you got for us on the sports hangover? Hey, guys, um, uh, you know, 
with, with basketball, it started when the, when the players took over, okay? And, and you want to change it, or you stop with the guaranteed money, okay? You stop with the guaranteed money, and you're going to get the hardline NBA back. I promise you, okay? It's all about, I mean, look, I'm, I'm, I'm almost 30 years with the United States government, and if I say something stupid to my boss, I'm going to get run off. I promise you, okay? It, it, it's just, you know, if I know I'm getting money and, and, and that money's not going away, you know, I can walk in and tell the colonel, to, you know what, if I want to do. You see what I'm saying? I mean, it doesn't work like that. Guaranteed money is killing sports. And what it's doing is it, it, it's messing the fans up because, you know, you've got to pay more and more money. And, and look at Zion. We are paying – we are paying for the Pelicans, and I know the tickets are small right now or whatever, but we are paying for the Pelicans, and your biggest asset that you're paying big money to, not even with the team. He's not even in the same state. He's not even in a building. It, 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 it's, the, the sport is so terrible right now, and I say this in anger because I'm an NBA fan. I'm a basketball fan, but it's terrible. It, it, it's just, you know, you, you have let the players dictate everything about the sport and it's not about that it's called structure and there is no structure in basketball anymore and you got a great coach in willie brown i mean willie green and you can't do he can't do anything about it the organization can't do anything about it because the players and their agents and all are in control right now and that's what's got the nba so torn up right now it's it's terrible but a little a little to your point yesterday we played the soundbite of Brian Windhorst saying that that Lakers championship was Rich Paul's. That Rich Paul orchestrated and organized that championship. I, I think the That's exact quote right. was he bulldozered AD from the Pelicans to the Lakers to make sure he was there for LeBron and he made all those other moves and that's how he got it. And now he's in control again to try to make the Lakers do what, you know, his client wants. And to your point, um, I was listening yesterday to a national show and they were specifically talking about how there are some GMs and there are some owners that don't want to be mentioned because they, but they, they're fearful of working with clutch sports because they know what it brings with it. You know, they, they know what, what happens, um, when you work with clutch sports. It's just, it, but, but it's not just that. The, the main issue, the main issue is that his, 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 Look what happened to AD, and I won't say AD because the same thing's happened to Zion. Here's a kid that su- supposedly has at least two more years with the Pelicans, and the rumblings already here. Okay, so what we're going to deal with? You're either going to be a smart organization and try to get rid of him now to get something, or someone who wants to be here, or you're going to try to prove to him that we want him here, and he still can walk whenever he wants. I mean, the, the worst part about this is that. We can offer this guy $280 million, and he can still tell us, you know what, that's not what I want. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That's how bad it is. And the worst part about it is with clutch sports and all these agents and all, they've got their hands in a kitty jar with Nike and all these other sponsors that sponsor them. So a lot of times, if your name is big enough, the money you get from the NBA is, is, is minute. It doesn't matter because you're getting money from other entities, 
So you can open your mouth whenever you feel like it. Until they stop with the guaranteed money, I promise you, this NBA is going to be in the toilet until that happens. And it's terrible. I can't even watch the Pelicans game. And believe it or not, I like the Pelicans. I love Willie Green, okay? DJ McCallum is great, okay? Uh, um, if you don't like uh, uh, Big C, shame on you. B.I. has become a, an adult scoring machine right. instead of somebody that came from the Lakers. And, and we have to deal with this crap because of the players having all the power. I, it, it's just, I'm sorry. I've been military all my life. That does not work. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. All right, D, have a, a fantastic and safe Mardi Gras weekend. Quick break, final segment. When we come back, it's the Sports Hangover in ESPN New Orleans. One of the things I love about betting my favorite sports is that I'm always finding new player props or game props that I like. And what's cool about FanDuel Sportsbook is you can combine prop bets from multiple games and now even multiple sports. It's called Same Game Parlay Plus, and you could only find them on FanDuel. Combine NBA player props you love with your favorite NHL scores for a chance to score an even bigger payout. The NBA is currently in its all-star break, but some players that I love to make Same Game Parlay Plus bets on are guys like Ja Morant, James Harden, and even Brandon Ingram. Some NHL teams that I love to pay attention to are the Toronto Maple Leafs, the St. Louis Blues, and the Minnesota Wild. And what's awesome about Same Game Parlay Plus is it offers bettors the opportunity to win big, with just a small wager amount. If you don't want to build your own same game parlay, that's okay. Check out their popular same game parlay section where you could join the bets other users are jumping on. Two weeks ago, over 14,000 customers won a total of $1.1 million during the Bucks at Lakers game. And if you're new to FanDuel, sign up with promo code KLRZ to get your first bet risk-free of up to $1,000. Make every moment more and download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Just use promo code KLRZ so they know that I sent you. Must be 21 and over and present in Louisiana. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-877-770-STOP. That's FanDuel Sportsbook. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette, plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply, 985-223-8807, Highway 311 in Homa. The man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. 800-998-1003. Willie Green after practice today saying that he plans on um, keeping Devontae Graham off the bench right now. So that's something that we will continue to see. How his lineups and such will evolve over the next 23 games. CJ McCollum also speaking. Um, he was asked about Zion. He said, quote, leave the young fella alone. He's trying to rehab in peace, trying to get himself ready to come back. We spoke and I'll speak to him later this week or next week. He added, per Andrew Lopez on Twitter. 
He'll be healthy eventually, and when he is, we'll welcome him with open arms. So, whatever needed to be said, needed to be said. And whatever needed to be understood, needed to be understood. C.J. McCollum, again, the player association president there, saying leave him alone. So maybe it was expressed to him that, hey, look, whatever's being said isn't. Again, I've said it. I think a lot of people feel it too. You can express that or your actions sort of feel that way. Um, It's one of the things, though, and I saw some people on Twitter already post this, and it's accurate. It's one of the reasons why a guy like C.J. McCollum was such an excellent trade. And I know we had a call earlier, and the individual saying, hey, look, that Gave up too many lottery picks and draft picks. I understand your point. And, you know, we are trained here in New Orleans based off of football to sort of look at drafts the way of the NFL. And they're completely different in the NBA. It takes a lot longer for players to develop, even if they come to fruition. Second round picks don't even get guaranteed contracts. You're lucky if that player even helps you, um, even makes the team in the NFL. Marcus Colston, seventh-round pick, fifth-round picks, fourth-round picks, third-round picks can be starters. Undrafted players can be Pierre Thomases. So I get it. At the same time, I look at, um, you know, the ability to be able to be a pro. The ability to perhaps be that father figure that I know David Griffin and thought that Stan Van Gundy could be. It's one of the reasons he wanted to hire him. At least that's what he said. But having a guy like C.J. McCollum do what he just did in one quote, I think is invaluable. If he feels like he needs an ally on that team, somebody to speak out for him because he doesn't want to or can't or maybe doesn't, that's not who he is. Um, that's invaluable right there. He can be that liaison. You got a problem with Griff? Fine. Because you know what CJ Price says? That's fine. You talk to me. Talk to me and Willie. I trust Willie. Talk to us. Handle your business. At the end of the day, if it is him, it'll be obvious it's him. And either he'll be replaced or you have that relationship that Jordan had with Kraus. They couldn't stand each other. They won six championships. Like, that would be my example to him. You don't like David Griffin? You don't have to eat with them. You don't even have to talk to them. I think it's immature for both sides to not get along. But if you don't, you don't. But it shouldn't prevent you from winning. It shouldn't prevent you from doing what you need to do to be the best basketball player or teammate possible. Thankfully, they get back to action tomorrow. So tomorrow, Jordan Kleber will be your host. Travis from the LeBron Kingdom and General D will get the show. I'm going to Philly. I'll see you Monday on the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans.